2111 and my co-host has gone AWOL on me. That's what happens. Lies, 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 ah. lies. He disappeared. Leanne Mateus, together with Songa Zomabeli, the co-hosts on this program, SAFM Viewpoint. And of course, we've got Mr. Tolwana and Mrs. Emma Klobelo, who are the founding directors of the Dugelo Foundation. They are the proud parents of Dugelo, who has been diagnosed with cerebral palsy from a very young age. And last year, they started a foundation in his name and honor, but more importantly, raising awareness for the greater society, especially the African community, who for the most part still de-stigma- who stigmatize cerebral palsy. And we are not only talking about the destigmatization but also embracing a condition which is like any other condition and more importantly, how communities can bandy about together. Health on Monday, hashtag on SAFM Viewpoint. Also, that's the hashtag 2112-0891-104-207. If you wish to contribute to this conversation in any way, please do give us a call. Mama, good evening. Dada, good evening. Well, thank you so much. Talk to us about your beautiful son because we can't have this discussion outside him and he's the most important person albeit physically he's not here no. who is Dugelo talk to us about him true that um, we've got a beautiful son his name is Dugelo Omulema Motsisi he was born mm-hmm. in 2012 um, he has made us learn a lot about the condition whereas the both of, both of us that we did not know of um, having a child with special needs mm. and especially with such a condition called um, CP. Um, basically, in the African culture, um, CP is um, fe- being seen as a stigma or as if you are bewitched or not knowing. I think we just lack a bit of knowledge just to learn about the condition as to what actually had happened because it's a it's a condition it's like any other condition where um, it, it affects the movement. Mm. But with Tukelo, it affected all the limbs. Mm. So he's quadriplegic. So he's non-mobile. He doesn't talk, but he's got a way of talking, mm-hmm. communicating in terms of um, sound, which we have learned along the years, seven oh, years, wow. beautiful years. Mm. He's just turned seven in July. And um, we, as a couple, um, last year thought about doing awareness or make just because it touched us because we go to Barra in terms of his neural mm-hmm. um, to see the neurologist every six months mm-hmm. so when you go to Barra you get to meet different moms and you just see you know the the pain not pain as such but you just see the different types of children but however these beautiful kids have a way of communicating mm-hmm. in their own special way mm-hmm. and I believe we are so blessed to have him because of we've learned so much about him and it made us I can say with us it we've made it a lifestyle mm. because we take him everywhere to the zoo restaurants everywhere mm. you can think of and people will just approach us and ask us how do you guys do it and we like you know I think the first thing that we did was to accept that um, this is his condition and we would like him to be the best thing or to make his life a little bit easier in terms of Mm. research just to see how we can best fit um, for him to be able to live a normal life you know and he's not the only child so we've got the other two okay that's what I was about to ask you (laughs) so he's the middle one Mm -hmm. so he's the middle one so he's our 
pressure we call him our precious baby because mm-hmm. he has made us learn a lot in terms of appreciation and um i don't think as us cup both of us i don't think where we are now we are the same as before we had him because he has taught us how to be <coughs> patient mm-hmm. um how to be appreciative <laughs> how to not judge or before you answer you just I don't know, step in your own shoes just mm. before. And and it has helped us to even help to approach even other parents that are, especially mm. in the African culture, mm. that are, are very skeptical, you know. Mm. And we would just approach them and they would look at us like funny and like, okay, where are these couples coming from, mm. you know. But um, once we tell them that, no, we've got the same child that has the same condition, mm. then you can see that they open up and they're like oh he's got how old is he which school does he go to and so forth um let's just talk about you you said you got two other kids younger or older and then just walk us through the process of um how you had to integrate into the family how they manage or how they have been managing and how you would have had to deal with that as parents because firstly um when we knew about the condition um i'm going to start basically about the family so um i think it was a bit of um they were scared Mm -hmm. or um in terms of how to approach i think maybe they didn't want to be in our skin or in our face to just ask us as to what's going on but um now they do know about the condition i think it was a thing of a lack of knowledge Mm -hmm. you know and and it's about that's where we took the initiative to empower them that's why i said with me and my husband we were like you know what i think it's high time where we empower them Mm -hmm. you know because it's not that they don't want to help it's just maybe they don't know Mm. maybe they don't know how to approach us and maybe by them approaching us it's a matter of maybe we might be angry or why do we mm. why do you ask such a question where do you see mm. what do you see that is wrong mm. you know so that's where we started the foundation and everybody's you know coming up and then with the kids mm-hmm. um we've got a 12 year old she's mm-hmm. our oldest her name is rory mm-hmm. and then we've got a small one he's just turned two mm-hmm. um totally so they basically i think they see with how we mm. we integrate or how we communicate with Tukelo. So mm-hmm. they also adopt or adapted the, the relationship and also how to play with him, how to mm. talk. So they tend to push him around with his chair and, you know, okay. stretch him there and there as siblings. Oh, so that's good. So let's talk to Tukele's dad because you've sort of just taken over the conversation. But it is <laughs> Women's Month. Yes, <laughs> It is Women's Month. So, you know, we're doing our thing because we only have like 11 months out of 12. No, we have one month out of 12 months to to be heard. Okay, I'm joking. <laughs> Look at this co-host giving me dirty looks. So let's talk about the facilities. You have to go, you said you have to go to Bara. It's every six months, am I correct? Yeah. Uh, for treatment. I mean, is that sort of the standard type uh, treatment that you need to go to or for checkups uh, for children with CP? Um, and what's the the hospital, the hospital care? Tell us more about that because we also want to make sure that uh, we are getting proper care for, for kids in that situation. They're not. Okay. Uh, firstly, we have to understand that CP, there's not... It's there's not the same children, not uh, one in... Uh, like the same the children with CP, they can have CP, but okay. it wouldn't be the same... 
Okay. It will be dependent on the how bad the brain is affected. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say you, you your left hand side is affected, then the right hand side okay. will be affected. So and uh, not one uh, not not the it's same not, case yep. with the uh, thing. Let's start there. Okay. Then uh, in terms of the treatment, uh, we realize that we're going to neurologist because of. Uh, he needs to get his meds in terms of that. Mm-hmm. But within what happens between that uh, uh, between that six months mm-hmm. is that uh, the child, you have to, the importance of early intervention, mm-hmm. which is early intervention in terms of physio, mm-hmm. you have to do occupational therapy and that. So that you can continue at home. Mm-hmm. It would be a, in a normal in inverted commas, in a normal in a normal uh, uh, situation, uh, it would be advisable to take the child to therapy every day, like Tukelo is doing, mm-hmm. because of that helps him with the movement, that helps him with everything mm-hmm. that is happening. Uh, but because of the, there's a lot of people that are dependent on the public sector, oh, okay. so it becomes very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, traffic jam. Yeah, so it becomes div- very difficult. That is why we had to, we struggled to finding a school that will be able to look mm-hmm. after him and he does all those sorts of things. So that uh, within our community, so we had to move and just find a school uh, in Plekori, which he does hydro, physio, and all sorts of therapists mm. to have a continuation of that. Then when he gets home, we continue with that. And also the importance of uh, uh, assistive devices. Mm. Remember that uh, with those assistive devices, it helps him. Like things that you take for granted, like standing up, mm-hmm. it helps with the, the stool movement or something. Okay. Uh, things like uh, sitting down and stretching and the blood flow, it mm. helps. So uh, in, in, in that instance, we felt that... By taking him to Para and having a continuation of that, mm-hmm. that is why this foundation realized that there's a problem. We realized mm-hmm. that a lot of people, it's either when they're supposed to go to the to the appointments, they don't have the money. Oh wow! They can't do it, or even the family support is not there. Mm. So that's when we said we would like to make a difference to our child's eyes. Mm. That's when Tukelo came, and Tukelo Foundation was formed on the sixth of October last year. Uh, as Emma has indicated. Which first we had to teach the people, our families, mm. then we move yeah. outside mm-hmm. because of acceptance. We can accept ourselves, but together we have we we we, are, we we live within a family. So the family accepts, and the family mm-hmm. are taught us what is cerebral palsy, which is a neurological condition that affects movement, balance, and all sorts of things. They mm-hmm. understand that. Then they are able to tell the next person, and also when going to the community, you are able to know what is happening there. Just to quickly frame this conversation, we are in conversation with Mr. and Mrs. Tolwana and Emma Tlubelo, whose son took seven years as in July, and he has the condition cerebral palsy. Just to make everybody understand so that we're on the same page, the most common causes of cerebral palsy, CP, in babies are infant asphyxia and detectable infections such as HIV-linked tubercular meningitis. Oxygen Mm. deprivation can occur during an abnormally long or difficult labor. For example, if the baby's brain is often compressed in the birth canal for an extended period, a twisted umbilical cord can also deny the free flow of of oxygen in the baby. The misuse of forceps during deliveries, another factor beyond South Africa's alarmingly high cerebral palsy statistics. I don't know what that is. Somebody can perhaps explain between my Emma and uh, Leanne, Mm, possibly even you and Dr. (laughs) Tolon. But also alarmingly, the South African Society of Physiotherapy 
says as many as 1,800 South African children are affected by what is largely a preventable disorder of the brain. It's undeniable that clinical negligence and medical malpractice are plenty to blame. So that's a conversation we're having here. So to the extent that you wish to contribute, please do give us a call 891 The parents of Tugelo, who's a seven-year-old boy whose parents dote over him, is the basis upon which the Tugelo Foundation has at 6 October 2019 was established. It's 2123 and we are taking your calls. Let me just ask this question. As you are talking and your understanding of the condition, as you have to learn your child very differently to your other two children, mm. learning yourselves, rediscovering mm. what actually really brought you together because the challenges mm. of Tugelo's condition, in many respects, is going to force you to move differently as you might have thought because mm. this was not part mm. of the dream that you mm. were sold or selling to each other. Mm. And you become therapists as a result because ultimately you can only spend so much time at a healthcare facility mm. Mm. for the most time Utukelo is yours and he is yours. How then do we manage the clinical aspects of Tugelo's continued rehabilitation at home? The learnings, the unlearnings, the habits that you have to form, the positive environment you have to create even. Uh, That's a very good question because of uh, we learn every day. That's the first Mm. step. So whatever that has been taught or we do in school, he does it at home. And uh, in terms of us as a a, a couple, we took a stand and say, we decide to be happy with what we have. It first started with us. We would fight about what's best for Tukelo and have different opinions about what is is there for him. Mm. We would have many challenges uh, upon our own relationships. But ultimately we said, for the best of our kids and for the best of together and the two siblings it is important that we learn more mm. and try our best to to make a difference mm. and also make the, the other two understand you understand obviously uh it wouldn't be easy it hasn't been easy road seven years is quite a long time and uh, it has its own challenges where we would find that even financial extinction is mm. the order of the day. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, we'll like, talk about that because yeah. there are ways in which you're making <laughs> cover for that, but yeah, sure. Yeah, so um, we decided to be happy and be happy with what we have and be happy with each other. And at first, our relationship is like, ours, we were blessed that we started by being friends. And when we're faced with situation like this, we said, together we overcome. Mm. And that also prompted our, our our motto, which is encounter, engage, overcome. Encounter, engage, engage. overcome. Mm-hmm. Leanne, before you ask your question, have you noticed how when one speaks, the other just has a particular gaze that can only come mm-hmm. <laughs> from Making one you, you have clear. committed your life to? You know. And I think what is important for the South Africans who are not in the studio to ex- to, to sort of try and, what I'm trying to communicate rather, mm. is the fact that the strength really comes in the support one gives to the other. This is what we mm. were having as a conversation outside. Yeah. And as one speaks, I can see, at least it's palpable, that one is engaged it in what is. the other is saying. Mm. I know. You're making me want to get married and have babies. <laughs> but let's not take away from You are on a date, so we can take care of it. I, I, I'm dropping this date, like, uh. seriously. He gave me water, like seriously, our first date water. But let's talk about serious matters. So we just spoke about that... Um, 
CP is linked directly with the process of giving birth, right? So I'd, I want us to just go back into that. Did, have you identified what it was? Did you have a cesarean? No, it was and the, what, oh. hmm? uh, No, go. Just uh, talk about that because... <laughs> and then we want to just talk about the medical processes and what's happening in hospitals because that's important. And then we will definitely talk about the foundation because you've got beautiful things and stuff in front of you that we need to fundraise and uh, be able to get your foundation up and going. So let's just talk about the the birthing process and what uh, would have led to the condition. So with Tugelo, he was a full-term baby Mm -hmm. and um, during delivery, so he had a cord around his neck. So that's Mm. the reason. So that's the, I call it a bubble. So okay. that's where the whole new world came about in terms of CP. So the lack of oxygen to the brain. So he had a cord around his neck during um, delivery stage. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Emma, do you think that that could have been, because, I mean, it's not an uncommon thing from my understanding mm-hmm. that, you know, children sometimes do have the cords around their necks and, I mean, it gets cut. So do you think there might have been, okay, and I don't want to get into conspiracy, but it comes back to also the the you know, the standard of care that we are getting in our hospitals. Were you at a public hospital or was it pri- <laughs> private or you don't want to talk about it because I can just see your face. But that, but those are things that are very, very important because, I mean, cutting a cord off a neck can't, can't be a hard thing during birth. And the whole thing about using the forceps, and I mean, this is an old thing and it's been going on for an extremely long time. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people don't like using that. They, mm-hmm. You know, there's all these myths around that. True. But we, there's it's just advancement in, in, in medicine. And in this day and age, we should not be having this, these conditions that are so preventable. That's easy to be pre- yeah, preventable. That's the word that I'm looking for uh, happening. So... Don't be shy. Tell your story, Emma. What happened during birth? Because I, why did they not cut the cord in time? Um, I, okay, I don't know. So, okay. so basically, okay, it was a it was a private hospital, All right. Okay. So, um, so I don't. So basically, um, obviously they used the monitors and so forth. So during that, mm-hmm. so um. Hence, I'm saying I don't know because of we were in labor, and then the next minute, okay. then um, it's just you see the baby coming out purple. Oh not my god! So he Emma. was purple uh, when he came out, and obviously they had to rush him to ICU when he came out. So that was a bit of yeah. I'm a bit teary, but no, you're making fine. me teary, but I cry for <laughs> but it's yeah. fine. So yeah, it's it's. I think for a mom, it becomes traumatic in terms of. If you're wanting more mm. kids, because if you don't want to go through that, and also self-blame comes in, in terms of yeah. if you want to like, um, it's you want to have kids, mm. but you're afraid because of what you've been mm. through, and it comes to a sense of maybe I should have done this, maybe I should have done that. Yeah, the self-blame for women exactly. is just crazy. And, you get blamed for everything, and in that moment, you become you be you 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 go into a flight. Or fight mode, yeah. and you tend to suppress those um, emotions because yeah. of you want this little person to be okay, yeah, and, and you feel like it's your responsibility to, to, be, to make sure to and that he's okay. So I think that's where we were at. We were like, you know what? Let's take a stand in terms mm-hmm. of let let's make him well, mm-hmm. and because his mom <laughs> named him Tukelo, oh, okay. um, it means he's got the right. 
that's your the grandfather the grandmom oh the grandmom yeah yes. so okay. she named him Tokelo okay. so he had the right so okay. he was yeah he was okay. in ICU for almost two weeks yeah okay. I can see you don't want to talk too much <laughs> about this so did you have an investigation done into the birth and or did you just leave it and accept this as your fate and no one has been held accountable um, I think as 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 a couple so we in actual fact, there is a pen- feel free to speak farther <laughs> uh, after Kelo. Uh, in actual fact, there is a pending legal case, okay. however, which we won't go into details okay, about. That's it. fair enough. Okay. However, uh, just to go back to the birth uh, uh, moment, which there were sort of all emotions when that happened to, to Kelo mm. coming out. Purple being in a neonatal ICU, you don't know. Yeah. And then uh, after that, that's when we decided, okay, we don't know. Because of you don't know whether to be happy, to be sad. Mm. At the same time, all sorts of emotions go through you. Okay, because of now, things are coming to say, you know, uh, to Kelo needs to be, he needs to be taught how to suck. That's when we realized that there is a problem. <laughs> Uh, we had to pump, uh, ma- mommy had to pump mm-hmm. and then to get her to be taught how to suck. And uh, all we do know is that what we are told is that it's going to need a lot of support. And by that, it means a lot of things. I'm sorry to interrupt. We have Tagane calling us from Protea Glen. Good evening, Tagane. Hi, guys. How are you? Well, thank you. How about yourself? Questions for Tolan or right Emma? Indeed. Um, I- I just want to say to Emma and Harvey, thank you guys for doing this for mm. some of the parents like us. Oh. This is a very good platform where we can all learn types of cerebral parsley. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, you have a question follow up to that? Yes. Um, actually, my it's a, my story is a similar to Emma's, right? Mm. But um, I just want to know something around the program that they are running right in terms of educating um the parents because you know you have those single parents like me Mm. and uh, we need a bit of support so what i just want to understand is are you going to different schools what areas actually are you targeting the reason why i'm asking is because in my little bit of research when i was looking for a school for gamohelo Wow. of which I ended up uh, going to uh, Breckenhurst uh, to get in a proper school. I went around in Soweto and I had experience of our government and the schools that we actually having around Soweto. They are not really accommodative to, um, to, to, to cerebral parsley because you have those who are mentally uh, like mm-hmm. mentally and physically disabled yeah. and then you have ones who are like only partially not like on both yeah. but you find out that in one class they will actually mix a uh, extra care and yeah. the attention is actually not given to all of them and um, for instance my Kamohelo uh, attended a school in Orlando I ended up having to take him out because of um, he was injured in school and I ended up being told about that injury. That happened at one o'clock in the afternoon and I got to know about it like around about five in the afternoon. And um, I was told by the principal that he has phobia in terms of blood. (laughs) So my question is, uh, how do you then um, uh, run a school if you have issues like that? So to cut my story short, to Emma and the husband, are you looking into 
doing something to educate the teachers in those particular schools around Soweto? Is it something that you have thought about it? Is it something that you are, you know, like considering in including in your program? Thank you, Tikani, for your phone call, and uh, Emma will answer the question shortly. We open our lines up, please. Let's get your calls coming in. We are on zero eight nine one one zero two zero seven. That's zero eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. And here at SAFM, we say zero eight nine one one zero four two seven. How you read the number is all the difference. Zero eight nine one one zero four two seven. Why did you ask me to read it then? If you can do a better job, though, co-host, really. co-host things. <laughs> Let's have a response to Tagane's um, wonderful question. Thank you so much, Tagane, for your contribution. Yes, thank you. Yeah, in terms of uh, educating our uh, our parents, in that we have we uh, together foundation believes in collaboration. So we have collaborated with Malamulele on what, which uh, under the leadership of uh, Dr. Gillian Saloji, which on that there are programs called Kera to Kera programs, which even right now there are programs that are running for 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 at the end of period. They are based in Park, Park Town, so. Uh, because of us as parents, we don't know we don't know a lot. So we decided to 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 partner with people that have got their hearts in the right place and have got the, they've got the they've got the the passion for their for their work. So, for instance, like the assistive devices that uh, we spoke about, which is they are also currently running a program called APT Technology, which is alternate alternative paper technology, which is they making uh, box uh, we're making chairs out of cardboard boxes and flour. Mm. And those are painted and donated to children that are in the rural areas, and they usually have workshops here at their at their in Park Town. So that's where that's where the collaboration comes in. So Takani, just to answer your question, yes, we do have that. However, we have the people that are experienced that will that are, are there in terms of Malum level on what. Okay, talk to us about this, this sustainability of the foundation. Um, when when how long have you been established now? Since October last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the 6th of October. So you yeah. knew, new kids <laughs> on the block, yes. Mm. But we we need this and we hope that it grows. So in terms of sustainability, I see you have stuff here in front of us and we're going to take pictures and post and mm. do all those things. So tell us more about it and also about how we can help and how we can contribute. Uh, in actual fact, we were so lucky that last year we, on our first, first month of existence, we got to be invited and be uh, beneficiaries for Vuyas Funerals inaugural uh, golf day. Oh, okay. So on that, we got an opportunity to present to 200 people of what cerebral palsy is, the types of mm. cerebral palsy. And there, there were uh, local business people that were there that we presented to. Mm. And uh, we're also doing market days. We do go to market days and sell our stuff, which is we've got uh, one called Sock in a Box, which is on each and every box, there is a message about what cerebral palsy is, the types of cerebral palsy, and the stats around cerebral palsy. Uh, yeah, these and socks, just to cut in there, they're very cute and these boxes are very, very, very yeah. cute. I think I'm going to get a couple pairs. So, so so, basically, that's what we do. And also what we also do, we uh, with that, some of the proceeds that we get out of this, it's not only about our child. Mm. It's about also about other, ch- other children. Thank so uh, uh, on Mother's Day, we on the 26th of May we hosted 20 mothers that we found through social network and my wife was also been communicating with them mm-hmm. and then uh, we hosted them by taking them out for massages 
for high tea. So that day it was dedicated to them because of the same kids that are supposed mm. to say Happy Mother's Day. Oh, you're uh, doing it, doing uh, doing oh, a good job. Yeah. Can say that. Oh, they don't have the ability to say that. But it's their time mm. out to have high tea and be treated oh. like queens as they are. Uh, being Mother's Day, being. Uh, was that a uh, woman's man? <laughs> but I believe that woman's man is every day. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Here's something which is very interesting. I mean, I threw a statistic there which probably wouldn't have made sense to everybody. Here in South Africa, the South African Society for Physiotherapy says eight in 100 mm. children. Mm. That translates to one for every 12.5. That's 13. 13. The global average is one in 500. That's correct. So mm. for us to understand the complete failure of the healthcare system, because it doesn't give us figures as it's mm. public or private. Mm. The healthcare system in South Africa is failing one in 13 children, which is completely different effect against the global average of one is to 500. More interesting facts, this is sock in a box, and these are the facts about CP. Globally, oh, over sure. 17 million have CP. Symptoms of CP vary from person to person, yes. as Dr. Tolano was saying. There is no known cure for CP, but treatment can improve the lives of those who have the condition. It is important to begin a treatment program as early as possible, um, and it is the most common motor, dis- motor disability in children. So really what this essentially says, and this is what we should take out of this, before I read something from another court case, is that clinical care, no more, the professionalization of the healthcare service, the numbers on the ground that are dispatched to an expecting mother is all the difference between everything that is this Mm. discussion. And if you'll indulge me, there's a matter which is the subject of an article in an ongoing litigation before the Supreme Court of Appeal that has just recently... So so what happened was there's a mother in Emma's position who was at All Saints Hospital in the Eastern Cape, All Saints oh, and Noble. We know what Cape. happens there. Oh, Lord. She was in labor and not attended to for 12 hours. Mm. The condition that her child ultimately suffered was, and I'm just trying to find this, is... Ultimately, it was CP, but there's a particular term that is used. The long and short of it is this happens and happens on the daily. There are not mm. too many Tolonas and Emmas out there. And especially, there aren't many Tolonas out there because there are just a lot mm. of Emmas, single True. parents, who Thank have to you. deal with this public health care system that is mm. failing them continuously, and which is more, as is in this case. The minister was not required to pay because the burden of proof for establishing the damage and negligence in this case is such that the affected parent, and obviously it's going to be anonymized for the purposes of keeping the child's identity at bay, Mm. is that the minister, now Dr. Zulim Kiza, doesn't have to pay damages. But the court has made a stern warning. Now, when you talk about that, and this is the crux of this issue, Mm. this is not just a conversation to pass time. This is not a conversation, for goodness sake, to talk about a foundation that is Dugela Foundation. It's a conversation about lives, a conversation about lives that are most vulnerable at any given stage or time. And it affects living persons. That's the point. And when there is public sector indifference, these are the stories you get. And in the South Africa's case, one in 13 stories, as opposed to the global average of one in 500, which is one child too many, even in the one to 500. Absolutely. We have one last caller. So let's take Angie and then we will conclude on this issue of the state of public health because this thing shouldn't be happening. We should not be having kids with CP. Angie, are you there? Hello. 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 Hello.
Yes, I am. How are you? Very well, Angie. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Quick question, Angie. Your comments or contributions, please. So, my contribution, I would like to commend the couple in studio. I'm actually the Gelo's godmother. And I would like to say to them, they are doing such an exceptional job with that young man that they've taken it in their stride, despite of Dugelo's condition, to say, this is our little boy, we love him, and we want everybody to know about his condition. Through all the hardships and all the battles that they've gone through, they've made sure that they stick together as a couple, educate us as a family, and almost give us guidance in terms of how do we support Dugelo, how do we support them, and how do we as a Mm. family integrate him with all the other kids. And I know for Emma, it's not an easy job. I see her almost mm. all the time. And she, she, she really handles it with so much pride. And she's really loving that boy so much. And even with the father, they give Dukela so much love. I know there was a video that he uploaded a, a couple of months ago of him and Dukela in the car singing. Uh-huh. And Dukelo responds to different sounds. He responds to different music. There was a time when I used to travel with Dukelo, and I would open the sunroof and make sure that he sees the trees. Mm-hmm. And just the fact of the car moving and seeing all these trees, it just made him light up. And I think those are some special moments that we take for granted for somebody that has an able-bodied child mm-hmm. that you take so lightly and you're like, ah, oh, my child is all right. I'm okay. But you don't understand the struggle and the support that you would need to give somebody that has does, that doesn't have an able-bodied child. So I'd like to really commend the couple in studio for doing such a good job with Dugelo. Um, seven years later, Dugelo mm. is healthy, he's strong. There's a lot of progress that he's done. Um, and we just want to say as a family, thank you for taking care of Dugelo. Oh, thank, thank you, you Angie. Thank you. That was a beautiful call. And I can even believe it because you see them here and they have this amazing glory on their faces and pride when they talk about their child. And yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for that call, Angie. Thanks, and Angie. just for reaffirming because we know that this is, it's a long journey and you still have a long way to go. And it's wonderful that you have the support uh, that That's you're true. able to have. Yeah. Thank you so much, Leanne, for being a wonderful co-host. I mean, we've literally got less than a minute. What have you taken out of the last two hours of your life being here on SFM's chair as co-host of The Viewpoint? Oh, I just feel all burdened all over again, but I'm inspired. Thank you so much. Um, That in spite of all the hardships and unnecessary hardships at the hand of, you know, of a state that just seems to show very little care for its women and for its children and its health care and just, you know, just basic needs. It's health, it's water. We can just go on, but I'm inspired that you have made that decision to go and look after your kids and be an inspiration. So, yeah, that's what I have taken away from it, but it's also things that we will take and, you know, I'm part of a political party, so these are also matters that we will process and take up in Parliament and whatever political intervention that we are able to do. Yeah. More on Tugelo Foundation. Contact them on Facebook, Tugelo Cerebro Palsy, one word. On Twitter, at Tugelo Foundation One, the numeral one, not the word. At Tugelo Foundation One, that's Twitter, Tugelo Cerebro Palsy on Facebook. Thank you so much, Tolwana. Thank you so much, Emma. Thank you very Thank much. You. It's 2146. Thank you so much as well to my wonderful co host who's done a sterling job, Leanne Matthias, hey, EFF's Treasurer General. <laughs> it's 2146 now. It's time for us to. Just suspend communications for a moment and listen to our daily soapy, Psychotic Minds.